0: You know, North Carolina, I have to say, side thing in North Carolina, kind of a weird, Fedora's kind of an odd dude. I am mad Larry Fedora doesn't actually wear fedoras. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, but, he should. Yeah.
1: Hey there, Georgia fans. It is over. It is finally over. The long, barren offseason that college football places on us all is finally coming to an end. You'll hear it stated multiple times in this episode, but it is game week. Thanks for joining us. My name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 47 of the Wait and Since Last Saturday podcast. On Saturday, Georgia tees it up against the North Carolina Tar Heels at the Georgia Dome. It's an interesting SEC ACC matchup of two flagship institutions who have not played each other on the gridiron in 45 years. There are many unknowns for the dogs going into this game. Like, is junior Nick Chubb back to full strength? Will he show his perfect combination of speed and power once again? How will Kirby handle his debut as head coach for his alma mater? And the real burning question is, who will be the signal caller for the Dogs? Do Kirby and offensive coordinator Jim Chaney go for the senior Grayson Lambert? Or do they tab Jacob Beeson, the 18-year-old phenom from the Pacific Northwest? We don't know. <laughs> but the good news is, we won't have to wait much longer because Labor Day weekend is here. It's chock full of meaningful college football games. And myself, along with my co-hosts Tony Waller and Will Leach, could not be more excited. So, without further ado, let's get into the show.
0: I don't know if you've
1: heard, Mm -hmm. but it's game week.
0: It's game week! It's game
1: week! What a great transition to start with. I have been
2: randomly barking at people, everyone I see within... And and, uh, and hey, let's go ahead and
1: start out with that fantastic article that you wrote on Sports on Earth. Oh, thank you. uh, In case...
2: About Illinois
0: football? No, yes.
1: no. The uh, about one, Colin Kaepernick. The one, however, Where's your whistle? Game Where's your whistle? Week. Yeah. Where's your whistle? No, no. Definitely not the Colin Kaepernick one. Did you write one about him? I did. Oh yes, yeah, you did. No, I'm it talking about. Was really good. I'm talking about the but, game week. I article.
2: feel like Scott would disagree with that one. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I mean, I, I disagree with Colin Kaepernick, but you yeah, know, I disagree. with I get too. where he's coming from. Yeah.
1: So anyway, let's yeah. not. go road. Yeah. 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 We're not going to go down that road because that would distract from why we're here. Why Tony's so excited? He came. I think he floated in about two inches off the ground. And it is game week. Which,
0: if you've ever seen, me, is a lot.
1: That, yeah, that, that takes a lot of uh, effort with anti-gravity shoes that you have on. But um, it is game week, and I was referring to the article that Will wrote uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, uh, Monday. 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 Well, I read it yesterday. Monday on sportsonearth.com. It's about his experience of living in Athens for the past three years and how game week just has a different feel to it. And I think what you're trying to do is kind of parlay the Northeast group that would read that, like, hey, it's different down here.
2: Well, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I I don't think of Sports on Earth as a regional publication. Right. But um, certainly...
0: I don't think anybody in the northeast is gonna read sports on earth for college football. Yeah. Well they they might, they might. Matt Brown. Matt Brown is a good uh, Penn State uh you know, you got oh, oh, counting Penn State is northeast. Syracuse yeah. is yes. northeast. Okay. Yes. That's Matt um, Lane. nobody cares about Syracuse, but, but Penn, Penn State Atlantic Coast Conference. People I care thought about Penn State. State's in the Midwest. That's uh, true, yes,
2: as like Rutgers. Um like Missouri's in the south. That's right. Um, but anyway, yes.
0: Uh, so uh, I want wait, I do have a bone to pick about Missouri thing. Yes, awesome. um, in the Missouri thing in your Matt Brown podcast, you grouped me kind of with some other people who don't consider Missouri <laughs> a legitimate part. Of that I thing. was talking about Scott. Let's be clear, <laughs> yeah. I, I do consider them a legitimate part. Yeah, uh, I
1: was listening. I was waiting for my name to come up, but <laughs> I
0: was I was worried was going to say my co-host Tony and Scott, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, just a damn minute here. Uh, it also, speaking of which, uh, thank you
2: to Seth Emerson. If you guys mm-hmm. have not heard it yet, uh, I did an interview with Seth Emerson. I think we may actually do a couple of those throughout the season. Um, the of course one of the beat writers for the Atlanta General Constitution and a friend of mine and an excellent guy and I think a very good beat reporter uh, kind of r- r- ran down some of the major storylines uh, that was going on with the season talked about one, some of the stuff we've talked about in this podcast about how what's different about uh, Kirby Smart uh, uh, as opposed to Mark Rick. One thing, I, if you have not heard it, I thought was particularly insightful was that I've actually found myself keeping a closer eye on. Uh, I've had some people tell me that listen to this podcast to think maybe I've been a little bit too harsh on Kirby Smart. Not so much as like a, he's like a bad dude or anything, but like they he's, he's, he's another Saban. This is all Alabama. This has been my big general theory on this. Seth, I think, agrees in general with my theory but also believes that Kirby Smart, as he put it, he's not Nick Saban. He's lighter. There, you, you, There's there's a little bit more warmth to him. Uh, he has a little better sense of humor, which I think we saw this week when he made a good joke with the uh, beat reporters about uh, acting as if he was going to... Uh, <clears throat> he said his birthday present to Claude Felton. That's correct. Claude Felton. Right. Claude Felton. Yeah. Uh, well, the... the, the the head of the sports information department was that he was going to um, to announce make a quarterback announcement. So here is your birthday present. So to show how much I care about your birthday, I am not going to make an announcement right now. But was a very uh, he actually had better comedic timing than I did on that. I thought it was very funny, and I think it's the type of thing you would not see Nick Saban do. So the point is, thank you to Seth for doing that. We'll probably do it a couple of times throughout the year. I, I I thought that was very insightful.
0: Yeah, and Seth Seth is one of the good guys. Um, I particularly enjoy his his level of snark. Um, he's a little he's a little spicy. He can be a, he can be saucy, which yeah. is awesome because you know I I'm not the biggest fan of uh, state run media. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think it becomes it becomes an echo chamber. Uh, and he is willing to. I, I think a, a mark of a good a good reporter and somebody that's good at reporting is that they can very well cover their charge, whatever that is, and also have a level of skepticism about everything they hear. Yeah, Uh, And that's something Seth is very good at.
2: And, and, you know, it's funny. I've also noticed, particularly in the Atlanta newspapers and particularly particularly in the columnist side of it, there's a little bit of – it reminds me a little bit of the reflexive negativity that Chicago newspapers used to have the University of Illinois sports. I think you see that in Atlanta about Georgia sports sometimes, the idea that – there's a reflexive skepticism. Skepticism is really the wrong word. Ref- reflexive negativity. I think skepticism is fine. Uh, I think there's was a reflexive negativity that I don't think that he has. I think he is skeptical, but not uh, immediately assuming that everybody involved is idiots.
0: Well, I've long said that there the the two things that get the most uh, drives the most hits on AJC's huh. website is positive stuff about Alabama and negative stuff about Georgia. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's really simple. Speaking of Alabama, yes, we want to talk about a little national games before we get a dive into the. Is that how uh, we're going to do it? What's
1: the format? For no, me? I
2: think I think we do a little bit of rundown about what what's going on this week. Let's okay. talk a little bit okay. about uh, that. Then I think we get into the game, and then I think I think the national stuff is the aperitif. The, the, no, it's the opposite of the aperitif. It's, it's the, the dessert. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the uh, deja- digestif. Digestif. That um, uh, so. the thing you have at the end rather than you have at the beginning.
0: All the right. Looks that
2: Scott is giving us. So we are going to so you what you're. I got a is, locos for dinner. <laughs> we're, Paul, we're we're That's we're the Moose Place. As we're, as pull, we're
0: pulling the Band-Aid off and just jumping right into <laughs> this jumping room. right in. So
2: I think I think it's time. I think it's time. But, but first off, let's just have one more moment to say, "Holy crap, you guys! It is game week. It's the game
0: long, week." The long
2: time away is over, and first off, Scott gets extra credit points because he is the one of the three of us that's
0: actually going
2: to the game on Saturday because Tony is not going, and yeah. I am not going
0: either. You know, and I decided to sell my tickets. There's a lot, a lot of family reasons for that, uh, but a lot of it has to do with the, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm going to two away games uh, already, and it's just the, yeah. the time it didn't work out. The 5:30 game means I, you know. I think the fun I, I leave. I leave my parents' place at the lake. I'm gone all day. I get back at one o'clock yeah. in the morning, and that's just not doable.
2: It's funny because I think five thirty is actually a pretty great it game is. time generally. Yeah, generally but, yes, but it's hard for a game that's not here, right? Yeah, so, and you're not like making a whole weekend
1: out. Of yeah, because we're going to end up staying in Atlanta, uh, my dad, my dad and mom's house, because you know by the time the game the game's gonna be over at nine.
0: And you went to in High School, right?
1: No, no, I went to Tucker, Tucker. High School. okay. But then I graduated from Great Line of Christian, okay, private GAC. school. You're a GAC kid, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but I have no idea what that the little exchange that's, uh, is. G- GAC is interesting.
0: GAC is and like, and I know we're taking a left like, turn it's here. It's like uh, it's like Athens Academy of Buford,
1: okay, or Norcross. Oh, Norcross. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't like the end all be all single A private school powerhouse and football when I was there. But now they've got like one of the nicest stadiums, and they've played for the na- the not the state championship the past couple of years. I think they lost to Benedictine or.
2: I still find it weird that Something they put like that. high school games on television here. That's you wrong. know what I can't um, believe.
1: Speaking of high schools, there now are seven A classifications in Georgia. Or like it, 6. You know when I when I was in high school, it was four A was the highest. Like Parkview and Brookwood were in Valdosta were four A. Now the biggest schools are seven A. Oh wow, I think so we have it goes six seven in six five. Yeah. yeah so and then there's a separate private school league. So
2: so um, but yeah. So it is game week it is happening. We're not going to uh, Tony and I will not be there, but of course we will be watching. Uh, and we'll be oh, doing I'll be watching the hell out of it oh yeah really I think I'll, I'll keep an eye on it you know maybe uh but yeah so it's very very exciting stuff so I I have so I feel like we here we are it is Wednesday evening the game is roughly 60 hours away 65 hours away no official announcement. <laughs> I
0: just got excited,
2: sorry.
1: And oh, okay. I'm so, going to have to really work on these audio levels. That Yeah, that was, a, that was a rough one.
2: <laughs> that, yeah, phonics going to have to fix that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, at, I saw the spike there. So, but it is worth noting that even though there's not been an official announcement of quarterback, the tea leaves seem to be floating in a certain direction. Tony, you have your hand in the back. Which direction are those tea leaves floating, if I'm not mixing some metaphors?
0: I've been on the JK Beeson train all the way back since last week. Looks like JK is going to start. It does
2: look
1: like it's going to happen. Where did you read that?
0: Well, I said it last week before I read oh, it you, anywhere. Oh, I
1: thought you just, when you when you screamed no. out loud, I thought maybe no, something just broke. No, I went, ooh, ooh, because
0: it's, it's game week. Oh, okay. I'm
2: sorry. The, the main place that I have seen, the the, the only place, no one has said it, no one has said it, but the one newspaper that has has strongly implied that it's going to happen, uh, I believe is, excuse me, I'll find it, in uh, the Macon Telegraph actually said... Eason expected to start Saturday. Now, their source were all of e- of Eason's friends and buddies. former <laughs> and former teammates, but it does appear that he has been taking the vast majority of snaps with the first team, which means not only is the Kirby Smart era starting on Saturday, but the Jacob Eason era so appears to be starting Saturday as well. What do we think of that?
0: Well, I think I think it speaks a lot to where the coaches think our running game's going to be. I and mean, we said this last week, and, and you know. Three weeks ago, when we did our first podcast, our kickoff for the season, we had zero idea what we thought Nick Chubb was going to mm-hmm. do. It's 100% certain yeah. he's going to start now. right? No pitch count. No, no pitch, pitch count. count. Right? I mean, is it possible Brendan Douglas comes out there for the sure. first play? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. But it's going to be really surprising if Nick Chubb doesn't get a, a majority of the, of the carries. Um, and that basically means you can kind of divine backwards what the game plan is going to be. And we'll get into what North Carolina brings to the table Offensively and defensively, um, but there's no secret that North Carolina struggled running the ball. I mean, against the run, against the run. So, you know, we our our game plan is we're going to pound the ball. Think like you.
1: double tight end set.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see we see some of that jumbo package stuff or whatever Kirby decides or Jim Cheney decides to call it. Um, but that also means that you're not asking your quarterback to be a precision passer on. 60 plus percent of your plays, um, which you know, we and we saw that's what that's the one thing that Grayson Lambert is going to do. He's going to protect the ball at all costs. I mean, the ground might get more catches, although you know, although the will likes to make the the throw below the the six yard out uh, to an eight yard receiver, but you know, the fact of the matter is, he does have a 24 25 game under his belt and he has that game and and, and well he and only had two interceptions but he only had two interceptions he also had a couple more games where he was above he was mm-hmm. he was above you know in you know, the mid, the Mendoza line which is kind of 55% pass mm-hmm. completion so but you know the other part about him is he is not he's not the guy that you're going to run the back shoulder fade at 20 yards because right, right. He, he i mean he he has zero zip on the ball. I mean, it was, and it, it's it's not hard to see that there's a palpable difference between how the ball leaves Jacob Beeson's hands versus Grayson Lambert's hands.
2: But but that begs the question then, if if we're just going to pound the ball anyway, and we just need to, and we feel comfortable just running it down their throat, and that's all we need to do, why isn't Lambert starting?
1: Well, the reason why is because the one holdover play that Mark Rick left is that turn your back to the defense after you've run the ball, you know, maybe 15 times in the first three series or four mm-hmm. series. And then you turn your back to the defense and then you have Terry Godwin wide open down the field, 40 yards, 50 yards down the field. The hidden ball play action. It's awesome.
0: I mean, if you have never seen that look, play, look, 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 he's getting, he literally is getting chill bumps. I mean, chill chill bumps. It's a it's, I mean, I thought, just was, make sure that's what you said. It chill was, bumps. It was made famous he
1: was very excited. You know what chill bumps are, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, so I know
0: what it is, but yeah. I just, no, but okay. David,
1: David Green patented that. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. If, if you want to Eric see, and, if
0: you want to see it run perfectly, David Green versus Vanderbilt in oh, three ish, it was, I mean, Fred Gibson, just I mean, the cameraman, the cameraman missed it. Right. But so wait, that's that's why Jacob Eason starts. I'm I'm glad you asked the question. I think the real reason Jacob Eason starts is that um they realize they're not gonna put the they're not gonna put the game on the quarterback's shoulders. You get some confidence under Jacob Eason's – uh you get you give him some confidence, give him the ability to go out there and and get some game reps and see the speed of the game. Um, and, and more importantly... I mean, that, that for, the,
2: for what it's worth, you're not playing Nichols State. You're playing North Carolina. No, you're playing
0: North Carolina. Uh, like,
2: this is a but, top 25 team. The idea this that this key game that is Kirby Smart's first game is a confidence builder for a freshman quarterback. Like, also, they really need to win.
0: Right. Well, I mean, we... I mean, we'll get to the debate whether whether they're going to win or not uh, in a minute, but um I, I think the the best reason, the best reason I can think of is you do go ahead and say if Eason's in there if we're if it's a three point game and we're inside, we're inside. 80 yards to go with two minutes left, which 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 quarterback can get us down the field the yeah. fastest? That makes and, sense. And Jacob Beeson's the one that can do that. Right. I don't and, think and, there's any doubt that Jacob Beeson... Now, yeah. is Jacob Beeson more likely to throw an interception on that drive? Yeah. yeah. Probably.
2: Yeah, but I mean, Lambert's not going to push the position where you even make right. it. Right. Mean, like, I mean, you're going to run out of the time at the 40-yard line.
0: Well, right? we talked about the Tennessee game, and, and Lambert almost he almost taught us in that game had right. we converted the PAT. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that our pass our, our pass plays were limited to 15-yard plays. Uh, and which is kind of like
2: one perfect, yeah. downfield pass. <laughs> right. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that.
0: But getting back to Easton starting, you know, and I could be wrong and, and I'm willing to be wrong. I mean, Lambert could come out and start and he could play the majority of the snaps. I think both are going to see some game action. Um, but I also think that unless Easton looks horrible and, and, and looking horrible <laughs> means like throwing some real ducks out there, um, He'll get the more snaps, and we'll see mostly Jacob Eason after today, after this week. Well, then this is kind of exciting. Right. Well, I think it is. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that, um, you know, and I've pushed back, recently pushed back against the notion that, that Kirby has to come out and win the East in his first season because that's why we fired Mark Rick. Um, because I, that's where I was completely where I was in no. December and January. But I also think that Kirby is well aware that, you um, a lot of why Mark Rick doesn't hear anymore is that we looked unprepared and, and out coached in certain games and um, I, I don't there's only so much a coach can control of that yeah. and I think what I think what Easton starting signals is that we aren't going to go out there and simply say, we're going to play it safe to win. No. We're going to go out there and put our Or risk- at
2: least just make you think that's all we're going to do.
0: Or think, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know if you saw today. Today is Wednesday. Um, there was a quote-unquote mix-up in letting the media know what time practice started. <laughs> um, they were told to be out at the practice fields at 445, like 15 minutes before they're supposed to be out there. They got an email saying, um, uh, sorry, football apologized if they messed up. Open periods closed. So they're they're and, and they were I can verify they were in shorts, they were in different shorts today. They're in it was a walkthrough. A hundred percent a walkthrough. Uh because I saw them at Butts mayor when I was up there for the Olympics mm-hmm. thing. Um and so, you know, is is that some gamemanship with the media? P- probably so. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, you know, but that also is to be to be expected. I mean Kirby is Kirby is—he's trying to win football games here. Right, right. He's not—he. It's very clear he's not trying to win curry. Or, you know, trying to curry, with uh, favor with reporters at least, and as it relates to what happens against North Carolina. Of course. Um. So. And I remind—I—I mention this again. I remind people
2: again that is totally great as long as you win. But that cushion—if you the cushion does go away, the cushion goes away very quickly if you don't. And. <laughs> So about North Carolina, yes, the Tar Heels. Have you, have I, you, I, have I you
1: do, gotten into the too deep of the Tar Heels yet? I have gotten into the too deep. For what it's worth, I do not have. By the way, Scott asked
2: me this. I do not have, I have ten facts, but I tried. To, I thought I might do something different this year.
1: Okay, he, and and for those of you that don't remember, for non-conference opponents last year on our inaugural season mm. of this podcast, Will decided to give a quick like ten fun facts that he would research. And he did it for, I think, two out of the four non-conference games and then just kind of gave up. But Yeah,
2: well, I thought what we might do this well, year. Everybody knows about tech. For all teams.
1: Because
2: yeah. I feel like one of the things I find fascinating is I feel like you can tell a lot about a team history, like recent history is by the bowl games. Not so much how whether they win or whether they lose, but what game they, like, if you're playing, say, Georgia State in your bowl game. <laughs> You've had a horrible season. Something has gone wrong. Uh, or if you haven't made a bowl game at all, you have a very good APR in your five yes. and seven. Oh yes, yes. Well, remember Georgia State took Illinois' spot last year. Let's not forget that either. Um, <coughs> but the point is, is I feel like you can learn a lot about who they play in the bowl games and which ones they've gone to, and how many they've gone to in like the last. How long has it taken them to make their last ten bowls? Like Georgia, famously has the longest bowl streak in I know in the SEC. I believe. Oh, the rest in the, of the SEC? No, I
0: don't think the rest of the country. I think the, I
2: know it's in the
1: SEC. I think it's like well, second or something because kind of Tech on. did have. They were tied with Georgia, yeah. and then of course they didn't go. I think wah, Virginia wah, Tech wah. maybe is up there.
0: Let's see. Talk, Scott. Are you going to find that? Well, you yeah. know, here,
1: here's an interesting fact. I I went to I guess the UNC's official Twitter page. Uh, today, and I think you can tell a lot by, you know, a team's official Twitter page mm-hmm. about what's important. And out of their last five tweets, two of them are about basketball. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. So. Yeah, that's
1: funny. Oh, Florida State. Florida, Florida State. State. All right, so here are the, their last 10 bowl games
2: to tell you what kind of season. What, is this, this UNC? Yes. Okay. So the last year they last year they played they lost to Baylor in the Russell Athletic Bowl one of the more successful seasons North Carolina's had in a long time. Remember they were this close from being potentially a playoff team a playoff team yeah. last year. Uh, before that, Quick Lane Bowl losing to Rutgers not so hot. Belk Bowl two thousand thirteen Belk Bowl beating Cincinnati two thousand eleven no bowl in 2012. 2011, losing in the Independence Bowl to the Midwest's own Missouri. <laughs>
0: There was still Big 12 then. <laughs> 2010, yes.
2: 2010 winning in double overtime against Tennessee. Oh, I remember that. In the Music City Bowl, 2009 and 2008, both in the McManie Car Care Bowl, both losing to Rust Belt teams. Pittsburgh in 2009 in West Virginia in 2008. They were Sons Bowl for three years. That was after the Butch... By the way, the coaches at this point are Larry Fedora, Everett Weathers, Butch Davis, John Bunting lost to Boston College in 2004. Another three-year stretch. They (laughs) won in the Peach Bowl at the Georgia Dome against Auburn in 2001, also the coach Bunting. And Carl Torbush, remember Carl Torbush, 1998 won in the Las Vegas Bowl against the San Diego State Aztecs. Which is to say, they have made 10 bowls essentially in the last 20 years, which is not that massive of a success that is North Carolina's 10-year-old ten year bull,
1: ten, last ten bulls and since you brought up Carl Torbush mm-hmm. is he the one with the stash he followed Mac Brown
0: yeah yes. no he, yeah. Was the, yeah. he was yeah 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 and yeah 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 He hung around. Yeah. After so, Georgia tried to hire my Brown, didn't it? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And he went to Texas. I went Texas. Yeah. I think Torbus and won a
0: national championship. Well, by that's the way. true. That's
1: true. But <laughs> that yeah, guy. they were they were ten and two, and they hadn't been they hadn't won ten wins or they hadn't not had ten wins since yeah. that uh, what ninety seven season or something Until like that. last year. And it's um, an
2: important thing to remember in North Carolina if they don't lose that dumb game, the South Carolina, which was
1: on uh, night, ESPN replay today. Yeah, it
2: was on it was on Thursday night. It was the first game of the year. Yeah. And it was a stupid game. It was an ugly, terrible game. Yeah, three interceptions in the end yeah. zone. Will do do yeah, that. Yeah, it was. And then they ugh. literally won every game until the ACC championship game. If they hadn't lost that dumb game to a not very to a off, off, honestly, terrible, pretty bad South Carolina team, they would have been the story all of last season. They oh, it would have been, been
0: two versus three in the yeah. ACC championship, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just that's it's just, that's a crazy. crazy I do
2: I I, I I do think that there has been a little bit of an underrating of North Carolina because, A, the ACC has two, potentially two playoff teams. Our own Matt Brown from Sports on Earth actually has Florida State and Clemson both in the playoffs this year. So there are two very, very good teams in the ACC. And then, of course, North Carolina in the Coastal, so they tend to be devalued a little bit. But as far as I'm concerned, this very easily could have been a playoff team last year. It is worth keeping that in mind as uh, we get all excited about a pretty exciting
1: game. Well, UNC is 0 and 8 in openers against FBS opponents since 2000, the Carl Torbush era. So the last time they beat a non, like one double A school right. or FCS school was in the year 2000. They beat Tulsa. So you know, of course they're seven and 0 versus uh, FCS opponents, but they're 0 and 8 with the uh, losses to you know Georgia Tech, right, right, right. South Carolina twice. Yeah. Um, and some other ACC schools in there. So, you know, it's it, that's in their uh notes, so they're 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 obviously thinking about the yes. fact they're going to break that streak.
2: And this is this is obviously Georgia as as tough a win as they will have. This is also of course Georgia's last game in the Georgia Dome. When's the last time Georgia played in the Georgia Dome? Was it Boise uh, State? the 2012 abomination?
1: Yeah. No, that was when they lost Alabama in the SEC Championship. Oh, I forgot oh, about yes. that. Game. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes, that one. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, when's the last time Georgia won in the Georgia Dome? Oh. Uh, it might have been a Come on, Tony. And their final visit.
0: The 2006 seven no when i, I guess the 05 05? championship no. game right no
1: yeah yeah because no. we,
0: we lost in the Splinter bowl
1: what about when we went to the no no we didn't go to the sc you know seven we went to the sugar bowl because it, tennessee, yeah, went. tennessee
2: went went. so we're so yeah. we talking more than a decade, oh, since decade I have yeah. I
1: yeah it's yeah. been 05. oh5 five. yeah dj shockley because we've
0: me. only played in one of those kickoff games right
1: yeah that's um, disappointing um yeah. Did you see that uh, UNC was miffed that UGA got to practice in the dome?
0: Yeah, well, they <laughs> should be. Like, well, yeah. I mean, sorry, you, you know, should be closer
1: location. to Atlanta. Exactly. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah.
2: Sorry, Georgia also didn't get to didn't get to practice at Bank of America Stadium, which <laughs> is a lot closer to you guys. Like, it doesn't happen. So, well,
0: you know, North Carolina. I have to say, side thing, North Carolina. Kind of a weird... Fedora's kind of an odd dude. I am mad Larry Fedora doesn't actually wear fedoras. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, but, he should. Yeah. But, I mean, like there is... He's actually had some kind
2: of weird moments, even just in the last, like, six months. Like, he had the moment... <laughs> last week... Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I mean. He had the moment where the the female reporter asked him a question. He was like, "Listen, honey, let me tell you how men are," which is really you can't obnoxious. say that nowadays. He had a horrible. You, week. you really shouldn't say that to someone that's trying to do their job, right? Though. Yeah, um, and, and
0: then the
2: Tim Beckman thing. Yeah, then the Tim Beckman thing, which was even totally bizarre. It's one thing; it was a, it was obviously a big mistake to bring in a guy who was fired for abusing players, but then to not run it by. The, anybody, anybody. Like the only reason that story came out because Bob awesomeson the beat reporter for the Chicago Champagne uh, newspaper, did an
1: News interview Gazette. with Beckman. Yeah.
2: Champagne News Gazette did an interview with Beckman, saying, "Hey, I hear you're helping out with North Carolina," and and the North Carolina pre- president was like. Wait, what? What's going on? As we say down here, do what? So then Fedora says, oh, don't worry, don't worry. He's just advising off the field. He's not helping out players. (laughs) Literally the next day in the Charlotte Observer, there's a picture of Beckman wearing a North Carolina outfit. Pointing a player on the field saying, go here.
1: You think they, they let him keep that when he left? <laughs> it's, yeah, the funny
0: part about it, it, did feel a lot like Austin Powers uh, with a book that says, you know, Swedish pumps. <laughs> it's my bag, baby, or something. It, was just, it really was. It was, just, it
2: was a bizarre thing for a guy that, you, I mean, Fedora's not that stupid. Like, it was a, a very dumb move that I'll say, it's impossible to imagine either one of George's last two head coaches making a mistake like that. Yeah. And that makes you wonder. Like, I know it's an off-field thing, but that's not a place that's running a tight ship.
0: I'll right, apologize. right. Well, when you start breaking down North Carolina, North Carolina had a top-10-ish offense last year, uh, the most potent offense in the history of North Carolina program. As a matter of fact, Fedora's had, um, like, of all the 400-yard a game offenses averaging. Uh, North Carolina's ever had. He's had like all but two of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and the knock on them is they can't stop the run. I and I, I was looking at some stats today. If you kind of go through, South Carolina had their top-running game. Clemson and Baylor had their top-running game. Illinois uh, had their second-best game, their th- best game mm-hmm. against Purdue. Um, as as, as, as everyone else was. Uh, Duke's they had Duke had their best rushing game, their second game was against Indiana. NC State had their best rushing second best rushing game, their best game was against South Alabama. And probably most damning is Delaware had their third best rushing game. They're one double A. William and Mary who and and John uh, uh James Madison. Are, who are both like run the wishbone had bigger rushing games. They're just one guy, yeah, and he died right, three hundred years ago. Right. Well, we call him Jimmy, and um, you know the, that that's that's the thing about them. But you know, NC State, I mean, NC State, in North Carolina, has they've lived on on the big play. I mean, they had they were one hundred twenty seventh last year in time of possession, and also were top five in offensive in scoring production. Yeah. Well, that that's not hard to figure out. You don't have to be a scientist to figure out that they they scored fast. Right, they scored yeah. on a lot of big plays, and, and they and they got fortunate. Like well, they like, were lucky. Yeah, they yeah. were lucky, but they were top ten in the nation in long scrimmage plays. Georgia's on, Georgia's defense was sixth in uh, the fewest of those plays, yeah. uh, you know, from, from from scrimmage on defense. So it, it really is one of those immovable force meets uh, inanimate objects. So the whatever, game, whatever the whatever <laughs> <yes>. the try, <triad laughs> the thing. inanimate objects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do we have more bourbon? I'm oh, of course there. we do. Um, um, so. So,
2: I mean we talked a little bit about this earlier, but this is the plan, right? The plan is gonna be for Georgia to run the ball like crazy. Right. And run and
0: You're trying to shorten the game by yeah. keeping the ball on the ground. <laughs> because you don't want North Carolina, um in, you know, I guess now a good time to talk about Trubisky. He's not he's not Williams. Yeah, right? right? Uh you know he was okay last year, but he was not- okay. He was okay. I went back and looked at the game, so where he has best games. Um, just looking at stats, I mean, you know, a lot you're going to hear 40 for 47 in his career. Uh, well, he, there's 40 for 47, there are an awful lot of one and one and two and twos against teams like you know, I don't know, James Madison or whatever. Jim. Yeah, he had a couple of games where he, he did play against substitu- substantive mm-hmm. opponents where he went 50 percent, and, and he can run the ball, but run the ball is not what he does now. And that, that, and that's where that's where the prior quarterback really made his money he he was a threat to just pull it down and run at any time and I guess in a lot of ways he was a poor man cam Newton right yeah. he you know you never could not spy him um uh, my guess is and on defense I think my guess is is that we're gonna we're gonna put a couple of big guys down low uh, someone like Thompson and maybe, I don't know, you, you know, pick your poison, whoever else is going to be down there. We're going to plug holes. We're going to bring a lot of heat from the corners and make Trubisky make hard decisions about whether or not he wants to face one-on-one with that guy in open field or throw the ball away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this game to me – you know, you keep hearing it's going to be a score. It's going, to, it's going to be a score game, right? It's going to be a game where it's 30, you know 35, 30 or whatever. Yeah, I don't see that. It, I, it doesn't feel that way yeah. today, right? I'm not saying we win the ball game because I think, I think it's not hard to see North Carolina has a better offense than we have. So the real question is, they have a better
2: big play offense.
0: Well, okay, yes. well, yeah, we can go with that. I mean, Nick Chubb does change right. the math a little bit, but so the real question to me is, is our defense up to the challenge uh right out of the gate? Uh, and defenses normally are ahead of offenses, yeah. but uh, out of the gate of, of slowing down an offense that is going to look different than what uh, South Carolina saw last year, because I think it's impossible to predict or impossible to expect them to throw three interceptions in the end zone. And keep in mind, North Carolina still scored a fair amount of points in that game. Mm-hmm right
1: no it was a it was a low scoring game it was like 17 13 or something oh like i
0: thought it was one of those, i thought it was one of those crazy it was a really ugly game. game it was an it was not a game yeah, north carolina
1: should have yeah. walked away with right it. neither this. team
2: played like north carolina actually played like they did their, all year their Poor quarterback
1: though. mitch got hurt yeah. you know broke his collarbone or something and <coughs> he was out for the game so they were kind of uh, scrambling but yeah north carolina gave that game away yeah. and that that goes kind of goes to what you just said earlier it's amazing. They then rattle off what eleven straight victories because they figured it out.
2: They figured out the quarterback position. They got William Williams took it over and like really, not, and he's not here now. And to me, that is. I feel like Georgia has more question marks that I feel comfortable with them having going against a top twenty-five team on a semi-neutral field uh, in a guy's first game, not only a coach's first game, but it looks like a freshman quarterback's first game. But I think like North Carolina has uh, just as many questions.
1: And I like this- we, they're they're paper tigers because mm-hmm. they lost to a terrible SEC team last year in the opener, and then of course, yeah, they rattle off eleven straight victories. But they played like two FCS mm-hmm. opponents. They played you know the the Wake Forest of the world, the NC mm-hmm. States who are always terrible. They played Boston College, I think. Yeah. They played Don't Georgia forget Tech,
2: Duke, man.
1: Yeah, well, Duke had a. They're, they're okay, but I mean, think <laughs> oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. Everybody's touting their eleven straight wins, but I mean, they didn't play anybody, and people also will dog Georgia last year for not playing anybody. But North Carolina, as much as you know, writers, these national writers are like, are, are saying that ACC is going to get two teams in. It's just those two teams, and it just happens to be they're on the same side of the ledger. So, yeah. And neither one it, of which North Carolina. But there like is it. nobody else in that conference. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Except for Marquette and Miami.
0: I think I, I, I think Louisville's going to be. But again, good. on the other side. Secret, secretly. Again, good. on Secret, the other side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah but,
1: but, then, but then to finish my point, when they face real competition in the likes of Clemson and then Baylor, they get smoked. Well, Clemson didn't smoke them, but then Baylor smoked them in yeah. the bowl game. Yeah. So. I, I think that people need to pump the brakes. A Baylor team, that I believe, was playing its third-string quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So people need to pump the brakes on the about third-string quarterback. You
0: mean a converted tight end? Right, That's, right, right. That's true.
1: third-string <laughs> tight end. So, yeah. Don't worry <laughs> about North Carolina. We're going to be fine.
2: <laughs> I, I'm. I still. Yeah. I <laughs> still like they You, gonna get gonna get here, you can.
1: You can stop listening now. You can turn the podcast. But off. that's
2: what I mean. That's why I find like North Carolina <laughs> is. North
1: Carolina is a competent, above-average
2: team. But I think a top twenty-five team that thinks they're a little bit
1: more than that. And they're. And like I said earlier, two of their last five tweets are about basketball.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, so, I understand. I understand. I mean. <laughs> but I, what, what I'm saying is, it's possible that one of, if on a given day, one of George's last five tweets would be about soccer or volleyball. Well, like, no.
1: It happens sometimes. Well, I'm sure Illinois but are about basketball or something. I'm sure like
0: Georges are about baseball. Those a lot. Baseball. Yes. Um The point, you know, the, 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 oh, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. I said, my point is that,
2: like, North Carolina, is, as I said, is a top 25 team that believes itself to be a little bit better than that. Yep. The question is, is that what Georgia is, or is Georgia a little bit more than that? Like, I think Georgia's potential is a lot more than that. But are they that right now? And I think that's that's the question in this yep. game. I feel like at the at the end, of, these two teams play at the end of this year. I would feel very comfortable putting Georgia uh, a good, solid touchdown favorite. Now I think it's tighter. I think the line shows that. No, uh, no, it's I think just it's a field goal tight. favorite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a lot tighter. I feel like like there are both teams have a lot of. Um, I'll put put this way. Georgia's ceiling is a lot higher, but I would argue that North Carolina's floor is higher than Georgia's. Georgia—it's possible that Georgia's got a new coach, new system, new quarterback, star player coming back from injury who we seems to not be in a pitch count. But still, we all saw what happened last yeah. October 10th. That like there are still lots of question question marks. There are question marks on both lines. Georgia's talent wise, I think is much above North Carolina's. The question is, well, they, are they ready to execute that level in the first game of the year?
0: Well, and there's one phase of the game we haven't talked about in that's special teams, and, and North Carolina does have a decided advantage on special teams. Uh, they have Ryan Switzer, who is uh, poised this year to become the ACC all-time leader in return yards and touchdowns. I mean, we we look at Isaiah McKenzie and think, like, yeah, kick it to that guy. Switzer has seven touchdowns on returns already, right? I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And then they bring back their kicker, Wyler, I think it's his name. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Nick – Nick Weiler, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, it doesn't say. Here.
1: Nick Weiler gave some bulletin board material.
0: Yeah, he did. But I mean, for a kicker, he can. He's I mean, confident. I mean, he, he he was like something like seventeen of eighteen inside forty yards. Yeah, and he, like,
1: he basically said that he doesn't believe the game is going to come down to him needing a, field, he, a kick he, because he they're going to win by more than a field goal.
0: Well, and you know what? But he here's the thing. And we've talked about Georgia's kicking game, right? Uh, for for what it's worth, that's um, a big
1: plus for UNC. it's a big
0: plus for North Carolina. I mean, I, I think I think at this point it looks like um, Ham's going to win the kicking job really? for Georgia. It just and that's kind of what I'm hearing. But you know, whether whether he does or not, I still not, I still change from my position that if if Nick Chubb is, is better, we don't we don't kick field goals inside the 35 yard line unless it's, it's it's third and really long. So,
2: or the clock is running out. Or and the clock running out. you a touchdown. Yeah. But that, 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 I mean. But, field, goal. but that's the point. Is no, but, care, if North is in that position. Yeah.
0: They are like they're awesome. Money. Yeah. Awesome. This is the position we want to yeah. be in. And that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. If you get in a, in the <clears a> half situation <throat> in a game situation where it's a two point ball game, that does shorten the field a lot. If you only have to go forty yards from the twenty rather than having to go sixty yards from the twenty. When yeah, okay. We should, we
2: should wrap up a little bit on this game. I, I, one last question before we get into the picks. This is it, right? Like, this is what we've been waiting for. We, the, 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 every conversation we've had since last November, since that move was made, was building to uh, – uh, Tony's very excited – is building to this so idea. Enough. You know, this has been uh, the biggest, most uh, – this has been the most transition that Georgia has had in 20 years – 16 16 a massive change has happened um, a not only a massive change but a clear line in the sand this is what <clears throat> expectations are now mm-hmm. and we are now seeing the start of that I, I not so much hey I hope they I, I hope we get good blocking up front and and can throw the ball downfield or you know we gotta score first and not like necessarily block and tackle stuff like that. But just generally, this is the first game of Kirby Smart. Looks like it's going to be the first game of Jacob Eason. What do you want to see from, like, the team, from the fans, just from this start of this brand new era, the last game they'll ever play at the Georgia Dome? Mm -hmm. People are revved up. They just had 96,000 fans come out. Why do
0: you think we're not going to play an SEC championship game? Uh, Well,
2: that's that's correct. That's true. That's true. You're right.
0: You're right. You're right. that's, That's an excellent point. And... So to be fair, I don't think we are either right now. Second-to-last game at yeah. the Georgia Dome. Either way, obviously
2: a massive deal. Excitement of the program and mm-hmm. at, a, at kind of a new high because of everything that's going on. What do you want to see just out of all of this other
0: than you know just the win? Okay, well, two things. First off, and, and I'll get to what I expect to see. Um, unless we hold North Carolina to 125 yards of total offense and score 50 points on them – there's going to be somebody somewhere not happy with what happened, <laughs> right? Um, it doesn't matter who we start a quarterback. Someone That's will be an, unhappy. Someone's that going to be unhappy. That's the nature of college football fandom. The second part about that is that it really does depend on the narrative in my mind. While it will be written many, many, many times on Sunday and Monday, I don't think it fully gets written until until later in the season. Uh, we come out and win a, a close game, uh, and then we end up, you know, struggling against. You know, teams through your schedule, we can look back at North Carolina and say we weren't there. Uh, likewise, we could lose against North Carolina and North Carolina would be a surprise and win the ACC. Uh, and we can look back and say, well, by God, we were competitive in a tough game. Now, there, there are segments of the fan base. And yes, I'm talking to you that's listening today. Um, hey, Bob. Hey Bob, and uh, there are segments of fan base that says we should never lose North Carolina. I, I don't buy into that because on you know you're still dealing with a pointy football in 18 to 23 year olds, so that happens. It, it does happen. It doesn't matter how talented you are. Ask Lloyd Carr. Right, right, right. Um, so back off, Bob. And and you know, God willing, the, good, the creek don't rise. Ask App State about Tennessee. Mm. and uh, <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, but in reality, I want to see us play clean football. I want to see us show up. Compete, um, not make the little mistakes that we've been plagued by um, and, and, and feel like and feel like we had a game plan and stuck to it. Because that is something we've missed over the past few years with Mark Rick football is that it felt like that we have been willing to throw away what we thought would work the first time sign it didn't work. And, and and to be innovative, right? You know, it's it's perfectly acceptable for me in my mind to run Nick Chubb on third and three from inside the five-yard line. But I don't also don't think it's bad if we run a play action on that as long as everybody does their job because it actually works, right? All
2: right, so is it time for predictions? Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's why make, not? Let's
1: make predictions. let Scott, start us off. Well, I think I already kind of showed my hand. The
0: Bears. Bit. What?
1: I think I already showed my hand a little bit.
0: You can't figure out where you wrote it down. You need my glasses. No, no,
1: I don't need glasses. I can't hear worth, worth a lick, but I can see quite well. No, I don't. I Like I said a minute ago, it, this is North Carolina. I'm of those people you're talking to that kind of believe that we shouldn't be even mentioned on the same field as North Carolina. Now, I've, you know, <laughs> especially when we're crazy, talking man. about football. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. They <laughs> They did not impress me last year. That's fine, but that's
2: not what you're saying. You're saying North Carolina is a franchise that is just not, we should never be losing to a North Carolina type
1: franchise. Only in basketball.
2: Okay, well, yep. well, that's different than yep. not being impressed by North Carolina. Right? Okay, no, earlier sure.
0: when I said I'm talking to you, Bob, I meant Scott. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. So, no, no, it's like I'm not, I'm not impressed with uh, North Carolina. All of our fans listening to this that maybe would want to have a bone to pick, do so. That's fine, but that's my opinion. You know, Georgia does not uh, lose to North Carolina in football. We beat them in 1971 in the Gator Bowl, and we're going to beat them again. I'm going to say that we're going to look shaky to start. It's going to be maybe close at the halftime, but then, you know, probably about a 17 point victory. I don't know the how high the score is going to go, but I do expect a handily one game. It's not going to be pretty, but then we'll work out the kinks against uh, Nichols State and then uh, go dominate Mizzou.
0: So Scott has a super lock cover. Super lock. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, what's the spread? Two and a half? Uh, three and a half. Yeah. Easy money. Lock it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go, because I'll let Tony go last. I like when
2: Tony goes last. Uh, I'm worried, to be honest. I'm worried. Uh, not so much because I, I think North Carolina is that great, and or that I think the Georgia is that bad. It's just the first game. It's just the first game. And we talked about this last week. There's been some practices kind of cut short. There's certain... I'm concerned about this. Spe- in a close game, I'm very concerned about the special teams. Not even so much that the kicker is not good, but it's just... <laughs> That's the thing that gets George Thrift. It's clearly the thing they're least comfortable with. It's that—that's where the worry for me is. That said, I feel like they're going to be able to give the ball to Nick Chubb enough times and uh, and and bust through. Even if I can see this being. A tight game or even North Carolina a little up at halftime and us being having the, the the clinched sphincters and being very concerned and Georgia breaking through by just running it up the gut or running it down their throat and ultimately winning. I'm gonna say thirty one to twenty one. That's my call. Wow. Yeah. That's a little higher point total that I'd like to pick, but I can see that may be a it's not a backdoor cover, but it's a backdoor close game.
1: You're basically picking like a 2007 blackout game versus Auburn, where they were winning in the third quarter. and Then we roll off like four straight touchdowns. I'm, you to know, what I'm picking.
2: Amount. You know, I'm picking. I'm picking the way Alabama beats teams when they hang around. What did you up, say
1: last year? How did they? Uh, you gave that good quote about how Alabama Spencer
2: Hall. Just they they they, oh, they hold, they hold they you pick, up and they, let you kick your feet yeah right they, they, Alabama pick, holds you up and lets you kick your feet in the that's air right. until you die you know that's and the, like that's how this game I feel is and way.
0: and that's <laughs> I, that, I was just about to say that's exactly the way I feel about the game um it it, it feels to me like it's going to be one of those games where we're gonna if you just tune in at the start of the third quarter midway through the quarter third quarter like oh wow. North Carolina's in this thing, right? And the next thing you know, the depth wins out. Maybe they're they're not, and and I, th- I think that's where it happens. Depth wins out. Um, the, the one thing that concerns me is I just think North Carolina special teams. Yeah, I agree. They they really are going to make a difference in this game.
1: Um, can you can you can you just say like, hey guys, uh, Bryce, don't kick it to. Well, Switzer. and I
0: think I think that's right. I think Bryce Ramsey. Uh future Ray Guy winner is uh, probably going to be instructed to kick it away from Switzerland, Kick and it out of
1: bounds. Even if you shake yeah, it.
0: Yeah. 35 yards is better than 50 yards minus 35 right. yards. Right. It was like,
1: it was like how we felt against uh, LSU in the, the last time we were in the dome playing. In, right. In it's just know, like, the, the, do not kick it to Matthew.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I future have, Super Bowl champion I, for the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. Sarah, uh, thank you very much. Um, I am not as confident as y'all in this game. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not. Um, I, you know, I, I predicted Georgia at 9-3. and three. They, they have to come up with a loss. They have to lose somewhere if they get to 9-3. And, and I said it's North Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, and Tennessee, where your where your losses are. I, I'm just not – and this is going to make me a heretic. I'm just not willing to say Georgia's, Georgia can win this game. I, I can say they can win the game. I'm just not willing to say they will win this game. I think it's going to turn on a special team play. Uh, if it does that, it's going to be one of those 27-24, 31-27 24, games. Um, now – we hold them down special teams. I can see where we win 27 or 27-20. What's right? your prediction? I think it's – I'm going to go with 30, 31-27 North Carolina. Wow. I'll be done. I, I, you know, I really struggle with this. I really have struggled with it. And my, my heart wants to say – Are your
1: eyes welling up?
0: They are a little bit. I, I want to say this is – I really do want to say this is like a, a 30-24 game for Georgia – but there's something about their special teams that I can makes see me it. step I can see it. I mean, honestly, I can see it. Right. That's, that's why it makes me step up. To back. me,
2: I am, and maybe this is, it's worth knowing that I've spent this entire uh, last few podcasts saying Georgia is trying too hard to become Alabama and I'm predicting to win their first game the way that Alabama wins its games. But that's how I think it's going to happen.
0: Well, I mean, and, and, you know, here's the thing, and, and I, there's not really a good news scenario in this. I think Georgia will be competitive through the game, win or lose. Um, it'll be really interesting to find out, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for it. I mean, the Kirby Smart era is starting uh, as far as games go. Uh, I'm ready for it.
2: Yeah. All right. So 2-1 for Georgia. We'll see how he yeah. goes. By the way, two.
0: everyone on everyone on Twitter, you can come at me. That's fine. I get it. Um, I just – it doesn't mean I hate Georgia. It doesn't mean I hate Kirby. It doesn't mean I hate How happy anything. are you going to be? Oh, to have
2: all these people yell at you on Sunday
0: morning. Uh, Sunday. Yeah. Come at me. We win. Come at me, please. Because I'm gonna go like, I was wrong. <laughs> so um, okay, well, there we go. There is the first prediction of the year. I think it may be time to get to the national games.
1: Are we doing the podcast pick'em contest? yeah, oh, yeah
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Uh look on the Georgia Sports blog, the podcast pick'em. We have Tennessee. Which I have no earthly idea Why'd why. Why would you put a
1: Thursday night game in there?
0: Because it's Tennessee because versus App State. I know, but and this South be, Carolina
1: people, versus Vandy. People won't hear this till tomorrow, maybe at two well, o'clock. Why should, wouldn't they hear it? Going? Why
0: wouldn't they hear it Tuesday afternoon? It's Monday night, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> people, uh, all these people, of course, go. All our listeners go to Tony's website. Yeah, they're all anyway, on sports. Do they really? Line. Yeah, no. Pay but. Um, Look, go to George Sports Blog. Uh, about three or four posts back, there's a there's, there's a an affiliate link. link. He gets paid link. every time there's you click link. on it. I, there's <laughs> not affiliate link. Uh, there's there's some ticket links. Please please click because that, that pays for my away games. But um, in in all seriousness, we we are and I think we're one of the featured uh, 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 pools on the. If you go to Fun Office Pool, if you can't find that google fun office pool we're one of the featured ones george sports blogger waiting since last saturday um go in there and find that and we have we have 13 really good games this week um and with,
1: it's confidence confidence value
0: confidence value so basically what but you're doing, not against the spread just who wins you're like, not picking against the spread you're picking uh who, straight up the the spread will be listed for reference and basically what you'll do is you, if you think you're 100 percent certain or the the team on that list that you think is most likely to win you put them with the highest number of points the the game you think's most likely to 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 win, right. you pick them as as a one because right. it's the number of points you get.
2: I'd like to note by the way that already we didn't realize we were doing this, but yeah. I think we made the right decision. We have changed our format from last year. Last year we would before make we would make our Georgia picks. We would do we'd be like okay now it's the national picks, and then we would pick Georgia last. There, I think this is the right call. Even if it makes people as long as you download, this, we don't care if you listen to the whole thing anyway. But. Um, or stream us, of course, on SoundCloud. I care. Yes, but the point is, is I think it's better for us to do what we did this time and talk about the game and make our predictions at the end, and then go to the next. All
0: this right.
2: A production note.
0: So while Scott does that, to, does to, that, I do want to ask a quick question of Will. Will, you, you had a couple of pieces out this week, uh, both in your writing and your your podcast, your national podcast, mm. uh, about college football. Any takeaways from that 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 you want to share with us? Um,
2: I find it. I agree with Matt Brown that there's a real possibility that two ACC teams make the playoff this year. I just think there's a real chance it's going to happen. Maybe the it's the one place where they've had undefeated teams the last two years going into the playoffs. Um, the Pac-10 looks like there's no way anybody's getting out of there with with, with just one loss, the Lung getting out undefeated. Uh, the Big 12 looks the same way. Um, to me... I think you're going to have one SEC team, one big. I don't know who these teams are going to be, but it does appear to be the way that the balance of the leagues are setting up, unless Notre, Notre Dame being a wild card as always, and Houston, frankly, also being a wild card in this. But other than those two wild cards, I think right now it all sets up for. The Not only the big twelve to get it shut out, but also the pac twelve I think you 're going to have and maybe it turns out to be Ohio State and Michigan rather than Florida State and Clemson, or maybe it turns out to be l s u and Alabama or it turns out to be Georgia and Alabama. but I think you this is going to be you know Matt Brown again the sports on earth uh, writer, wrote a terrific piece for us last week about saying how lucky the committee has had it so far. Mm-hmm. They just haven't had any crazy scenarios. Right. Like, you can make some debates. Maybe you think TCU should have been a couple of years ago or or uh, Baylor should have been a couple of years ago. But you can't... All their, all their decisions have been easily justified. Even if you disagree, they were very logical decisions to make. And they're probably the right ones. They haven't had that weird year yet. They haven't had that weird year where... Everybody in the Pac-12 loses two games, or everybody in the Pac- in the Big Ten loses one game, or there's no obvious teams to run out. Or, I mean, last year, imagine if Mississippi doesn't blow that game, and they end up going to the SEC championship game. Right. That They haven't had those nightmare scenarios. Those nightmare scenarios are coming, and it would not surprise me if they happen this year.
1: That's my takeaway. I like, it. Games. I like it. I like it. I filled time there. That was awesome. No, that was awesome. That helped
2: everybody pick up their uh, what they needed
1: to do. It did. So we're gonna we're gonna run through this, and yeah, I was doing the. Hand I was motion. I was doing some producer things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're gonna start with the Thursday games. Yep. So Appalachian State at Tennessee. It yeah. would be hilarious. Oh my if god! Lost. I so <laughs> want to pick App State. I can't. Uh, I yeah, can't. Tennessee's favored by three touchdowns. We're, although we're not doing the spread, but
2: App State is not a bad team, and they've clearly been able to knock off Giants before. And Both the mountains, throw, uh, the
1: yeah. mountains ain't gonna intimidate them either. In it Knoxville. would be
2: like it would be the most Tennessee thing ever. To in the year where they finally feel like this is the year, go eleven and one and they lose. I mean,
0: lose I mean the first game imagine, State. imagine it, oh, imagine App State that'd. SEC East champion. I still feel like they're
2: going to win, but keep an eye out. I do not think this will be an instant. No, I just, uh, I do not think this is an obvious wipeout.
1: So you're going with Tennessee? Yes, Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Tennessee, even though I would love to choose oh, Appalachian that'd be so much State. Fun. Um, Okay, the other Thursday night, the featured SEC game that is actually (laughs) on ESPN, is uh, Coach Boom against uh, former Titans and uh, Ravens receiver (laughs) Coach Derek Mason, South Carolina at Vanderbilt.
2: I think Vanderbilt's winning this game. I think South Carolina is going to bottom out this year. I have to say, I feel like they they've got a long road back. Spurrier was recruiting very poorly at the end there. Uh, I think it's going to be ugly for them for these next couple of years. And I think Vanderbilt they they are a team that does a th- one thing well. They play good defense. I don't think South
1: Carolina is a team that does. Whoever heard that? I, I think last year, all year, all <laughs> last year, we heard that. So I'm picking. I'm picking. Uh, I'm picking Vanderbilt.
0: Yeah, Agent Must Champ two point is in full effect at South Carolina this year. Van, I, what's the spread on that game?
1: Three and a half.
0: Oh Vandy. yeah, Vandy's. I mean, it's not going to be a pretty game. Vandy's no, offense Nashville's still has issues, be hopping, but oh, yeah. yeah, it Dylan, was.
1: A, Dylan, our friend on Twitter, is already tweeting about. Yeah, it. Yeah, that game
0: twenty four twenty four seven twenty four ten. Even give me an eleven or something like that, but Vandy Vandy wins. Anchor down. Anchor damn down.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Vanderbilt as well. All right, so early morning. Really this is great early I, early I love winter. this have, by have, the way have you seen the t-shirts yes it says George versus Georgia Boston George versus Boston yeah I, I saw that on am <laughs> two TV for 20 euro hilarious. so the Irish I guess uh, I guess the college football doesn't translate too well in Ireland and so yes the the Irish people the fine Irish people in fact I would like one of these t-shirts Oh, um, have printed right. up T-shirts for the game, and instead of saying Georgia Tech versus Boston College, it says Georgia versus Boston. That, <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, apparently <laughs> it's just Ga- a nice Gailey- little dig. Gailey
0: doesn't have uh, doesn't have a whole lot for Georgia Tech. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. Fantastic.
1: So um, Georgia Tech and Paul Johnson are going over to face Steve Adazio in Boston College. Um, interesting. They were both three and eight teams last year. They both need wins real bad. And Georgia <laughs> Tech is favored by uh, three and a half points. Will, what you got?
2: I think Georgia Tech is due for a bounce back from what happened last year, and I think it starts here. Boston College seems to be going the wrong direction. I am taking Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah, I part of me wanted, really did want to pick Boston College just for the humor factor, but I, I'm pretty sure I picked Tech. Uh, I didn't put a lot of confidence points on it because until I see out of uh, Paul Johnson's team that they can do it. By the way, uh, A.J. Green, former Georgia uh, running back slash defensive back, is going to be the starting A back for them. Just you a mean little.
1: J.J. Green?
0: What was it AJ Green? Yeah, yeah, well, it's okay. Yeah, AJ Green is a National Football League
1: player. That's right. He plays for the Bengals of Cincinnati. Did yeah. we draft him? Somebody got none him. of us did. No. Yeah. What yeah, do y'all know?
0: Leave. So uh, yeah, JJ Green is JJ uh, Green is JJ is...
1: Green and Keith Marshall's brother. Sure, let's field. go with that. Yeah.
0: But I, I still think I still think tech wins. Well,
2: Sp- brief Keith Marshall note by the way, he was injured in a preseason game. It looks like he's going to be going the physically under under. Uh, under but it's only six uh, weeks. That's uh, not out for the whole year. Just means I saw weeks. Justin
1: Houston's hurt for the Chiefs. It's like all the Georgia players and Teddy Bridgewater are getting injured. This the year. thing
2: that was frustrating about Marshall is they were they were hyped. But they at were, least it's his elbow, yes. and not his knee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, so. I mean, like they are very excited about Marshall. Who's he played for? Washington.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Tech as well.
2: That was Scott trying to get me to, put, to say Washington's nickname, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> all right, next. The Washington football team. The Washington
1: football team. The, the Washington football team.
2: The Red Wheels, yeah. as my son calls them.
1: Um, oh, really? My son Okay, calls okay. Them that's another wheels. podcast for another day. Um, all right, Missouri is going to play – what's West Virginia? They're Big East. So it's a Big 12, <laughs> Big East matchup.
0: Yeah, they're Big East it like should be. 24 years ago.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it should be like a Big 12 matchup since West Virginia joined the Big 12. But I digress. West Virginia is favored by basically 10 points in Morgantown. Burning couches. Are they going to burn couches? Will?
2: I'm taking Missouri. I'm sticking with my West. They are an excellent defensive team. Their offense can't can't be as bad as it was last year. And I don't think West Virginia is that great. I'm picking Missouri.
0: Um... The opposite of a i um immutable object and an <laughs> yeah. object or something. You're whatever. gonna have to read up on whatever that. it is. Those yeah, are
2: two rocks sitting next to two each rocks, on the road. two rocks
0: by one another, and they're staring at one another. Um, it's the opposite of that with uh, Missouri's offense and West Virginia's defense. Um, I I picked West Virginia. Um, no way they cover.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with uh Dana Dana Holgerson's hair. At That's first, a...
0: I th- at first I thought nine and a half was over under, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> it's four.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, so we will go, well, we won't go out west. I think this is played in um where is this played? Uh UCLA at A&M. No, somewhere think, in Texas. No, I think No, it's at Calfield. It's at Calfield. A- 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 oh, field. it's at home yeah, yeah. and home. Yeah. Seriously? It's a home game. I thought this was like some no, neutral site. Okay. Actually, yeah, That's, praise, actually, the praise
0: the Lord, the Calfield, the, Cal Cal field, the So
1: a So m is I bet they are if there's any team ready for football after their off season. Oh, they're it's ready. Ole,
0: it's Ole miss. Well, that that too. Okay,
1: so so Texas A&M Old Miss, but they are ready yeah, to get yeah. The whole coaching issues out of the way. I think there's some coaches that are suspended for this game. Um, maybe some players too. I don't know. But uh, UCLA comes in a three and a half point underdog to the Aggies.
2: If I'm Texas A&M, I am very worried. This is, this thing seems to be getting away from them a little bit. UCLA has potentially the number one dra- uh, draft pick over the next couple of years. I don't. I think Texas A&M is actually favorite in this game, which I find a little yeah. confusing. I think UCLA wins this game.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm any doubt. Uh, yeah, usually wins this game. If I'm Kevin Sumlin's agent, I am on the phone with uh, some combination of the Jets, the Browns, and somebody else right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: and I'm and they're like, I mean, honestly, right now, I mean, right now. Yeah, probably. and they're like, you should have called us two years ago. Back right, then. right, right. Excited about you. Yeah, I'll take. Also, that. can you do something about John Manziel? Can you, be the Manziel if, you <laughs> yeah. if you don't mind? Oh yeah, don't call, don't call Cleveland. Oh, yes. but
0: that makes this market smaller. <laughs> yeah, Plus I'll take uh,
1: Jimmy Mora and uh, the Bruins to. Win. They're going to win going away. I, I love it. Look at
2: us. The picking against, All three of us picking against an SEC team at home. Yeah. Well, they're not really an SEC team. <laughs>
1: yes,
0: Jesus. <laughs> uh, they're a big 12 team. I mean, Did we, you we set him up him. on purpose? We won't, we
1: won't play him for like 40 years. Yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be in a wheelchair. All right, so this is a, a very intriguing game. We'll be able to listen to this uh, as we uh, head home. Wait, wait a minute. Military time. This kicks <laughs> off at 3.30.
2: That's right. Yeah. This is the great yearly subplot. The great yearly subplot of the Wait and Last Saturday podcast is Scott figures out military time. Bump, yeah. bump, bum, bum.
1: <laughs> So, this is a 3:30 game. So, this will, uh, we we'll we'll won't be way. able to watch this we'll game. because uh, Are you
2: tailgating before the game, gone? I'm going to go to
1: Fan Zone. Okay, cool. I'm take the yeah. boys to fan I'm tailgating. Them. Even though I'm not going, I'm tailgating. Let yeah. them kick some field goals or something. Yeah, yeah. Or Sunday afternoon,
0: my son's, Daddy, can we tailgate? I'm like, we have to wait to the ball game because I got stuff going on right now. But, yeah, we're going to tailgate at the lake.
1: So LSU, how many, you know, LSU went to Syracuse last year. They traveled right, up north, and now they're right. traveling up to the way north Midwest, if that's what you call it. I don't know the lingo up there, Well, I am jealous. So Lambeau Field is hosting Field. the LSU Bayou Bengals, and LSU is favored by nine and a half points.
2: That seems, low, seems that seems too Against Wisconsin. That seems too low. West, this is not a great the, Wisconsin. The, Joel
1: Stavi is gone. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Aifs, He
2: still the has Joel the ifs. So they're probably um, glad about that. Yeah, they, they are. This feels like like on the Solid Verbal, Pop, Verbal Podcast, um, they did a very good job, of kind of. Uh, uh, Ty Holdren did a great job breaking down this game. Say that, like, this is going to be a really fun, the most probably fun, ideal. <laughs> LSU famously loves to go to other cities with their crazy tailgates. This is going to be the most fun one ever because it's going to be gorgeous in Green Bay. They're all going to be, this is the most perfect tailgate place in the entire NFL, and they're going to just. To absolutely drill Wisconsin, I think they're going to. Yeah, I think it's Wisconsin be ugly. is not a. This is not a particularly strong Wisconsin team, and they really weren't that great last year. Uh, I, I think it's going to be rough. I think, and the LSU, I have them in the playoffs, so I think they're dominant. So I think they're going to
0: kill them. Yeah, I, I'm with I'm with Will on this. The real question, to me, is Scott, is if we were to play Wisconsin in at Lambeau, would you go? Would if you I, go to Camp Randall? Why Why wouldn't I? Yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I mean Camp Randall's on my bucket list. Yeah. But to, to play, to go to a college football game against Wisconsin and Camp Randall, to party with Wisconsin people who oh, yeah. are probably the closest thing to what you can imagine, uh, you know, standard LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, Georgia yeah. fans are tailgating. Yeah, sign me up.
1: It's going to be a good time. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's how gonna awesome! Be a the who's gonna be who's to Wisconsin's coach now? They've had a Paul Chris. Paul Chris. Okay. Yeah, was he their yeah. coach last year? Or I thought it was yes, Barry it's, Alvarez going back on the well. The, well, you do it the well that
0: Barry, Barry Alvarez, is the next interim coach.
1: I'm sure yeah. there's some like joke with Les Miles and Barry yeah. Alvarez and Brett Bielema. I don't know. All right, I'm going to go with LSU as well. Um, La Tech at Arkansas. I mean, this is Burt just kind of Bert. coming out party for 2016. They're kind of a favorite in the SEC West. Kind of a dark horse. I mean, yeah. uh, a dark horse favorite, if that yeah. makes sense.
2: But it's funny, though. Let's not forget, even when Arkansas has good years, they often lose dumb little games like this. Like, what was the game they lost to Toledo
0: a couple of years ago? Right. Yeah. Like Last, they ha- Rutgers.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. So they have these kind of dumb games. I don't think it'll happen, but it's just worth keeping in mind when we talk about those games. Yeah, I
0: included this game. That's one of those separation games that you put on, uh, on there. But I included it because I thought, when I first just eyeballed it, I thought, man, La Tech, that, this could get away, right? Um it's the type of team that like, they score fast. They yeah. Get... I mean, I, I'm gonna pick I'm picking Arkansas. Let's be clear. But this mm-hmm. is twenty six and a half percent uh, twenty six and a half too if, high right too high. It's way too high. Like easily twenty points too high. This is a game that's gonna go late. This game mm-hmm. will be really close. I mean, it's a uh I mean it's three o'clock kickoff, but
1: no, man. four. Four o'clock. It's sixteen hundred hours. Four o'clock
0: kickoff. <laughs> but this game has all the potential to be like I mean, we could be looking at this game midway through our game and thinking like, "This could actually happen."
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. What do we got next? Uh, yeah, I'll go with Arkansas as well. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, I have on here North Carolina, Georgia. We've already picked that. Yeah. So I think uh, I,
2: I think we stick with that for the future as we we pick the game straight. But we'll yeah. talk about
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Will Will and I have Georgia and Tony as North Carolina. What a jerk. Yeah. Um. Okay. So seven thirty p.m. Southern Miss at. Kentucky the spread's only six and a half Southern Miss was pretty decent last year but I can't I can't get out of my head the 0 and 10 or 0 and 12 seasons they had like you know back (laughs) in 14 and 13
2: yeah I feel like Kentucky is actually doing everything right to the maximum ability of Kentucky like if I if I'm someone looking to for maybe not a team that can take me to the next level but a team that can straighten uh, a coach that can straighten my team out I like Stoops a lot in there because I feel like Kentucky is a uh, is the best Kentucky can possibly be, which is to say, win the games like this and hope to God they get to the six wins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I you know I part of me wants to pick Southern Miss because they did have a better season last year, right? They weren't they weren't that zero and t- 0 and twelve team. I just don't think they have the players. A Stoops. The jury's thought whether Stoops is is as good a coach as. Uh, it's his brother, Mike, not Mark? Um, but the the jury is not out whether or not he can he can out recruit a lot of a lot of guys, um, and I, I just think I think at, at some point talent just wins out, um, depth and talent. So I, I, pick, I, was, I, pick Kentucky. I
2: was imagining the day if Kentucky were in the SEC West. I mean, excuse me, the Big Ten West. If they were in the Big Ten West. Is Kentucky a potential favorite?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I don't know about potential favorite, but there certainly are they're a they're an eight they're win second team. second tier team. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. They got to play. Got Iowa to play at Kentucky. Iowa. Iowa at Kentucky? Yeah. I'm probably picking Kentucky in that. Yeah. Game. Well, I don't know. Iowa fans they were like bro, come on.
1: Okay. Wow. We need to move on from Kentucky. Uh Southern Cal, not at Alabama, but at Jerry at Jerry World facing Alabama. Yeah, uh, Alabama's a ten and a half point favorite.
2: Yeah, that strikes me, frankly, is a little low. I, yeah. I, not to use solid verbal again, but they had an excellent uh, analogy for what South for USC is. They're gonna like they are. They are. They've not been in the crockpot long enough to be oh, able to face nice. Alabama. I like that analogy. No, I, I did like that. Yeah, it's like watching crockpot. Watch yeah, like crock they're pot just cut. not ready. To a couple years, maybe they're gonna be able to face Alabama like team. They've obviously got talent, but they're just not there yet. And Alabama is uh, is Alabama. So yeah, I think yeah. Alabama wins.
0: I'll take Alabama, Southern Cal. Um, yeah, there's a theory out there that the entirety of the Pac-12 is going to end up at something along the lines of like eight and four. Yeah. Uh, and Southern Cal is the most Southern Pac-12 team there is this season, right? They 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 look really good, but they have some glaring weaknesses. Uh, Regretfully them they're, they're they're the glaring weaknesses, which is. Wide receiver play and run, run, develop to to run protect, um, is exactly what Alabama is able to exploit.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a, a pseudo home game for Alabama. Yeah, Super. well,
0: Alabama travels
1: really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you
0: play on the moon; it would be a Alabama. That's what I said. It's, yeah, have a satellite camp <laughs> on the satellite.
1: <laughs> this will be an interesting game. Uh, Clemson and Deshaun Watson, Dabo, and all of the pomp and circumstance that seems to be happening ab- around a you know, a small town in South Carolina, goes down to a small town in Alabama and faces the Gus bus, which might or might not be on fire. Auburn is a seven and a half point underdog at home. Um, and this is one of five home games that Auburn gets the luxury of of starting out the season with. What say you Will
2: that what's the number seven and a half? Seven and a half. Clemson's favorite as in not enough, insanely low. Yeah, like Clemson is a national. They they almost won the national championship last year. They've got their Heisman uh potential Heisman quarterback coming back. It's baffling, and Auburn looks to be in disarray. Like I don't I don't understand how the, this game could even be considered close. This that's putting a lot of faith in Jordan Hare Stadium. I think Clemson.
1: Just wipes. Oh, let's correct him real quick.
0: Jordan, thank you. Jordan Hair. It's Jordan. It's Jordan. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It just is. Just, I, I can't argue. I mean, we you, can't explain you know, it. You don't know that. You don't. You have no
2: reason yeah. to know that. We're not going to
1: hold that against
2: for you. For example, it's not spelled
1: that way. You don't know right. any better. It's like it's <laughs> like Lafayette, Georgia. is pronounced Lafayette, but it's Lafayette And Louisiana. It's just the way it's done.
0: You know, it's the, end the Illinois and started with like it's not spelled that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. It's just Jordan. I'm sorry. It is.
2: Um, I got very you get, excited. Next, thing you're gonna tell me that it's not Mobile, Alabama.
0: <laughs> it's Mobile, right? It's, it's uh, it is it is. It we is, can do a whole podcast on oh, how oh, things no, are t- pronounced. Team names: Cairo.
1: It's Louisville, Georgia.
0: Louisville, Georgia. Louisville, Kentucky. Wait, sorry. it's not Athens, is it? <laughs>
2: Dude, come on, man. Don't
0: be ridiculous. Yeah. So, All right. uh, so yeah, I, I y'all gotta, talk weird. Yeah. Trust me, don't we know? Uh, it's, I got a little side that Scott made his own uh, red wine barreled Manhattan thing there. <laughs> I mean, I'm using um,
1: what we got left.
0: Yeah, I, I just that seven and a half points seems ridiculously yeah. low. Yeah. This this game, Auburn is. Uh,
1: and wouldn't you love to see it get out of hand?
0: Famously, famously, Auburn's a team in death array.
1: Well, you know, famously, Auburn almost loses all of their openers. Remember Washington State a couple years it. ago? They tried to lose. What was it? Uh, Jacksonville State last. year? I mean, they year?
0: didn't play great against Wisconsin last year.
2: I forgot about that Jacksonville State. Yeah, thing. they yeah, tried I
1: to didn't. lose. I mean, they miraculously didn't. won. It.
0: That that was not their opener last year. Well, okay. Wisconsin was their opener last year, and that game was like, or Louisville. No, Louisville's game last yeah. year, and it yeah. was it was close until like. The start of the fourth quarter. Right. Th- this game is not going to be closed. No. This game I hope get it's out not. of hand early. I hope it gets uh, way out of hand. Yeah, forty-five. And, and to three the decision to start. You, I mean, you go out and actively recruit the former Florida State player uh, who came off at junior college, and still you still you start Sean Sean White. Who Weird, right?
1: They should they should you go still start Sean White who Man. looked awful last year. They, they should just go with Stan White. <laughs> <laughs> go
2: with Damn. Uh, Stan Lauren. okay? Stan Lauren. <laughs> all right, right.
1: Yeah, so we all, we all got a Clemson. Yeah. Okay, this is a Sunday game, and this is going to be amazingly awesome. I mean, over the past couple years, we've had like Purdue and Marshall on Sunday of Labor Day weekend. We had a good one. Yeah, so we've got Notre Dame at Texas, and Notre Dame is an interesting three and a half point favorite. And I say interesting because they just had like. Really bad stuff. I don't know how, a nicer way to say that. That's the nicest way I can say it. Really bad stuff happened to uh, about five or six players. Yeah, about
0: four play- three players. A couple, couple weeks ago. Yeah.
1: And um, so and then they're going down to uh, Charlie Strong, Texas. I know nothing about Texas because ever since they started the Longhorn Network, you don't hear anything about Texas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a
2: Pac-12 them. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I, know, I don't know their quarterback. The only thing I know about Texas is they got Charlie Strong, and they beat Oklahoma last year. Yeah.
2: But nobody else. That's all you need to know right. about Texas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, Notre Dame is, like they are every year, a <clears throat> quiet national championship contender. Like, if Notre Dame loses one game this year,
0: oh, they'll, 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 they'll be, be in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll but, play an Orange Bowl. G, Orange, so, Germany.
2: and Texas, you know, I know that everyone's impatient. And, you, You know, what Texas needs is a win like this. Because, remember, people were all excited about Charlie Strong, and then he had two years where he's still clearly building, but there's already questions, because that's what it's like at Texas. There's already questions about him, whether he's going to do it. A win like this buys him all sorts of excitement. I just, I just don't see it happen. Imagine how tough the Texas job is. You win this game and everyone's totally on board. You lose, everyone's calling for your head, and it all comes down to one game that everyone's going to be watching. By the way, because this is yeah, a Sunday night game. game like we're also used to watching football on Sunday nights now. I feel like there's going to be a lot. It's, I, and I, I think it could be bad for Charlie Strong. I, I, I pick Notre Dame.
0: I disagree. Disagree. Um, disagree. Um, The thing about it is that um, I I think this is the year that Charlie Strong brings it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a great piece that Stephen Godfrey wrote for SB Nation about, and he was embedded. He basically just spent three days with Charlie Strong, Mm -hmm. uh, which is incredible access for a reporter um, for SB Nation for anybody for a reporter, but SB Nation. Um, But the the thing I took away from that is that. He has finally got his guys who are willing to buy into his process. And what we saw at Louisville was that his guys buying into his process are really, really tough and actually play above the sum of the parts. Um, And I know I picked Notre Dame to be a playoff team. I picked Notre Dame to to be a playoff team. And I still think, think they will be. I just think they lose this game.
2: Wow. Wow. If that happens... Charlie Shaw is about to become a hero. Like Charlie,
0: Oh, like, turn he's about to become a $7 million man. Yeah,
2: they'll that, turn everything around for him and get, win
1: the
0: game. Yeah, it changes lost off stuff. Yeah.
1: No, I think uh, Texas will win this game as well. I mean, wow. I think what Vegas is doing, that three-and-a-half-point favorite for Notre Dame, it's trying to get people to, oh, Notre Dame's going by seven. I think that's a tricky uh, line. So I would definitely go Riverside on that if I were a betting man and uh, bet Texas in the points. But I think Texas if is going to win straight up. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about either. <laughs> Um,
0: you drop Riverside in there like it meant something
1: <laughs> so Texas is the pick for me so the last game that we're gonna pick is another great game Monday night um, might be rainy because of that <clears throat> depression in the Gulf it'll be know. it'll be passed by be okay yeah. all right so but that's even better you want clear weather so the guys can run um, FSU against Mississippi and the Citrus Bowl what do you got?
2: I want. I want to pick Mississippi. I'm not going to. But I want to pick Mississippi. Florida State is really good. <laughs> like Florida State is. They've got. This was the year that their post-Winston year that they were building to. They've got tons of talent everywhere. They also have a. They have a, a Heisman Trophy uh, cable running back. I like Mississippi. I really like Mississippi this year. But the real co- the problem with <clears throat> Mississippi is, a the schedule is so hard, and b the schedule is so hard that it gets tilted in the wrong direction after the off season they had, it could start to go real bad. So I'm picking Florida state in this game, but man, I could see Mississippi keeping this closer.
0: Yeah. I I think this is a very similar game to the Georgia uh, North Carolina game, except for, I think the, the difference there is that um, Florida state playing, playing the role of Georgia um, has, a Coach that's been there, mm-hmm. uh, they've been there and been able to play in these games, and they don't have the distraction of an NCAA investigation mm-hmm. and all the crap that happened draft night, and all the crap that's happened between draft night and last week. Um, you know, uh, everybody's willing to say, Look, I, we, uh, Mississippi's got the best quarterback in the SEC, yeah, that's that's all well and good, but and yeah. I mean, that quarterback's not Cam Newton. That quarterback right. is not Jameis Winston, right? right? That quarterback well, is not that the guy. That speaks to a
2: down, a down stretch in SEC quarterbacks, not so much him being. Yeah, I think that does.
0: Well, not not just that. I think Chad Kelly's legit. No, oh, uh, I do But I don't think he has the parts around him right. um, to, to 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 win a game, which is essentially going to be a home game for Florida State. Um, I, just don't, I just don't yeah. see
1: it. All right. I forgot. No, I think um, Ole Miss is going to win this game.
0: Awesome. Really? Yeah. 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 I think um, you know the, awesome. the
1: spread's only four and a half. Florida State's favorite. It's the first game of the year. You're not sure what you got. You get. I mean, Sean McGuire is kind of. Eh, you know. I mean, he's okay. Everett Golson beat him out last year, and he's a you know he had played the year before. So, gosh, look, was... the best thing
0: to happen for Georgia is them to go four and before we show up.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, we yeah, should we no. show up
0: there with them four 0 we're winning that game by a bunch. <laughs> right. Because they right. all they all they think they have to do is show up to win.
1: Yeah. So I think Dalvin Cook maybe has a down game. Maybe their O line isn't as good. I don't know. I mean, I'm not studying Florida State uh, football, but you know, Chad Kelly. Has impressed me. And you know, it seems like Ole Miss kinda of gets the brakes ever since that Laquan Treadwell horrible play. Yeah. They've kinda of had the, the I, don't, I don't know where you're gods, going with that. They've had they've had the football got smile on them kind of to, to help boost them back up on from that horrible uh
2: Arkansas might argue otherwise. But yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes. My only one last thing I wanna do one Before game,
1: they go on probation, yes. they'll win this game.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. Okay. One wow. one game you did not put on here that was like this is actually my, my big uh, upset prediction of the week.
0: I, I was going to put that on there, but not. Just- I think
2: Houston is going to beat Oklahoma. That is my. That's a noon game on Saturday. I think Houston's going to beat. Him. That, that is my weird prediction of the week. But now we can move on from that and get ready for actual game day. Also, one thing I feel like we should probably note um, before we go: uh, I my schedule is going to be more <sighs> chaotic than I would like it to be because I'm starting a new gig that we cannot discuss yet. So don't say anything. But I'm start- I thought we
0: were talking about fantasy football.
2: No, we will talk about fantasy football in a second. But I will, um, I'm starting a new gig that's going to have me be uh, in, uh, uh, in New York City every Wednesday, which is usually when we tape the show. So um so we'll we'll figure it out. Some shows I'll be here, some shows I'll call in, some shows we'll move the days around, some days I won't be here, but I will always be here for Sunday shows. We're always going we're going to continue to do the post-game shows every Sunday or Monday on this weekend, it'll probably be Monday. But no matter what those will still be there. But um um just know that uh, we were joking beforehand that I do four podcasts, but this is the one. This is the one podcast I do in person and do with my friends and drink uh, and drink bourbon and have a great time. So, so it is something that's very important to me, and I will not let be lost just because um, I've decided to take on yet another gig.
1: Well, you're going to be great on e entertainment. You gotta yeah, i got to pay, pay bills. So. It's gonna
2: be me and Billy Bush. Yeah, yeah, Billy talking about God. the Kardashians. Oh, yeah, oh my God. And, I, and like not only like he'll be asking like what are you wearing, and I'll be asking him who is what is you person? wearing? Who is this person? Actually, I don't know. Say, so, are this
1: you really is. related to George W. or not? Yeah, because <laughs>
0: you're the least George W. dude. <laughs> I are, I you
1: are
2: you related? You,
0: are you related to Gavin? Whatever his last name is, yeah. that was the lead singer. You're or Bush? a lot more.
2: You're a lot more Romney than yeah, you are George Yeah. But I'd uh, well, say more Rubio, I guess, the George W. I would say. I
0: mean, good for you. I'm glad, glad you're finally getting some money for all I'm the stuff you some do. Work. Uh, and uh, but uh,
2: yeah, so and, but I just want to be clear that like I am very excited to show, and like I, I know it's <clears> an <throat> inconvenience because my schedule has tightened up because of this uh, thing. Which I, who knows, by the time you hear this, it may be out. But um, uh, one way or the other. I'm I'm going to be a part of this show because it's really fun and I love talking about Georgia football.
0: Well, the interesting thing is Scott and I have uh, things that are far more importance of national national importance is our, our flag football schedule. Mm. Yes. When uh, is the first
1: game? When is the first game? Fifteenth, right? 15th. Well,
0: September fifteenth
1: for you, but I have a bye week. Which, oh yeah, which that's right. I'm, I'm kind
0: of that's happy right. Sky gets a bye week, so he gets so, extra I'm practice. Mine's the 22nd. I've lodged a complaint with the commissioner already. Yeah. I feel like um, you know, a,
2: the, in flag football, it's ideal to have your bye week
1: first. Oh yeah, because it's not like you're healing. Because you got nine and ten year olds.
2: Yeah, you're not like, and you're also not healing from bone crunching injuries. Like no, a, no NFL team would want their bye, bye what week. What makes
1: fun. you think? What makes you think this is
0: not that kind of league? Uh, well, I don't. I guess I don't. Look,
1: look we're installing, and this isn't given too much away. We're installing a wishbone offense. What? And, yep. We're installing a wishbone offense. We've already gotten down about three to four plays that we're trying to get those kids to remember uh, over and over to where then we can run some misdirection, maybe some dump passes off of that. So that's just a little tease of uh, our of our offense. Oh, wow. and, and, well, but but I mean, yet last Saturday, we spent completely the entire hour on uh, flag pulling.
0: Well, techniques. I mean, look, we... <laughs> We really would like to name a quarterback already, but there's just no way to know how to do that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of guys out there that can throw the football. I actually have one lady that can throw the football really well. and she's probably be the tallest, tallest, tallest player in the league. Um, you know, I'd like to give a gift to our SID, but you know, and I will. I'll just name. I'll name a starter. I don't even know who the starter's going to be yet.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a guy named Charlie. This
0: guy. It's, it could be some. It should be some kid. Um, so, and then of course we talk about our, our, our fantasy football, uh, the we did our we had draft draft the draft this day. week, uh,
2: my, my, we are searching for bliss league. Yeah. This I league's run. how many years old? It is 17, 18, 18 years, years old. old. It, it uh, started and, when I was an online editor at the sporting news in St. Louis in 1998. This is the 18th season.
0: I, I can't speak for Scott, but I'm really jazzed to be in it. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean. I did the draft while trying to feed kids and put them to bed. I got um, here tonight, and Scott's two sons were mocking. They my were. Draft they go. were making fun of you. It was yeah. glorious. They, they, they read the. They
1: read the the uh, the where'd automatic. Where the newsletter go to?
2: The no, the newsletter will be out next. Uh, it comes out during the week. Where are the grades? It will get message D. board.
1: Will get a D on his draft by from, Yahoo from, like, Sports. like
2: the Yahoo automated content system. And
1: consequently, puts... Tony's team got an A plus, and I got a D really? plus on my team. Yeah. My team yeah, draft. Really you got
0: a great play. You got a great uh, wow. It's because I, I I drafted C J Um Is
1: that the Notre Dame guy?
0: He played Notre Dame. He is uh He's probably he he, he here's the thing. He's probably going to be starting starting as a running back for Seattle at the end of the season. Yeah. So that's so the only reason I picked him. He, he has a lot of upside. Uh he's the kind of guy that later in the season when somebody gets hurt, you end up you end up playing him, people tried to pick him up because I don't know. I I had a strategy of it it will pay off or it won't. All I know is I just got taunted. Yeah. By they're by, gonna be
1: uh, running my team basically. Uh, so that's why they know so much. Well, see
0: well I mean <laughs> Will, to be fair, you did draft John Oway. So. I did, yeah, that was a mistake. I don't know why. Probably,
2: probably. Why probably. did I draft OJ?
0: Why is he even available? Well, I mean, in Peyton's face. Yeah, I mean, Peyton's... like,
2: like I mean, I mean, OJ Simpson has been in jail for several years. Yeah,
0: I don't know why Yahoo no, no, even no, lets that's you. Draft not him. He has that's not true. He's not been in jail for any time at all.
1: We can't this... end the podcast on that.
0: So no, we have uh, we have a couple of minor things to okay. talk about.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so. As we go into the season, one of the things I want us to, to to really think about uh as Georgia fans is um we have a new coach, we have a new regime uh it doesn't matter who starts um i just i just want to see us get behind the team and and i'm i'm I realize the two of you I'm talking a little bit to the uh, preaching a little bit to the choir but um if if you're a mark Rick fan, Mark Rick's not here anymore. If you're the kind of person that won Mark Rick Fire because he didn't win the big game, let's see what happens with Kirby. Um, yeah, one of the hardest things for me to get my head around is why people can't just be happy with wins. Um
2: and, I mean, and, and they're obviously not, though, because Mark Rick was just fired for it, getting which is where every Which is where year. I'm going, right?
0: right. Um, a- unless we show up Saturday and look outclassed, outcoached, and under talented, um, I just. I mean, you're welcome. You're welcome to at me. It doesn't matter on Twitter, but it cut cut down on the crap, please. I'm just tired of it. It's just tired of it because you know we're all we're all dog fans, and we all eventually we all want the same thing, which is to Georgia to be the best version of what it can be. And we all set that horizon in different places, but I don't think there's any version of Georgia fan that that we um, where we all arrive where we're just that bitter group. So that's my wish for a, a happy 2016. And, uh, you know, I don't have two words to say.
2: Right. Well, my, my wish for a happy uh, 2016 is, you, you know, there is the one thing I noticed from last year that took me aback was just how negative it could get in a place that, frankly, I generally find pretty positive. And, and you know, so that's that's what I'm hoping is... That uh, if, as long as you see progress okay. from this team and as long as you see uh, organization, if you're going to lose close games, the one thing that bothers me, and Scott, we've talked about this before too, is when Georgia wins it, loses a game, which is going to happen. What? Not this year. Not this year, but eventually. It is not because Georgia is cursed. It is not because. Georgia just can't catch it's a break. We didn't, we didn't wear the black jerseys. It's definitely the black jerseys. Are oh, we bored? They're
1: coming out of. for Louisiana Lafayette, by the way.
2: <laughs> but I feel like this is the what the what I want from the Kirby Smart era is to get away from the Georgia is just can't catch a break or can't get a or is just cursed or has has to watch Auburn and Tennessee and Alabama and Florida and all these other teams win national championship. To me, this is a team that you just want. You just want them to you want them to put the better team on the field. The best possible team on the field they can put in every single game. And if that means some games as long as there are no more games like Florida last year, I think that would be the thing that would make everybody.
0: Happy. Yeah, I think kind of what I was saying is said we have a new coach. And it doesn't Absent a three and uh, three and nine season where we just look horrible, uh, which, is go which is impossible. It was just impossible to see. Bob, let's let's just enjoy football for a change. Let's yes. just do that, right? Get if you get like let next year
2: freak everybody out, but also, right, yeah, yeah. All right, what do we
1: think? I, I think we're going to win it all this year. I think we're going uh, twelve and zero, and I'm not. I'm not saying this in jest. I mean, I am. I have seen nothing. To have me dissuaded from the fact that we can't win every game. And I think that the Chips might just happen to fall.
2: They're going to be favored in
0: every game but one.
1: It's going to be just like Bob Stoops' first year at Oklahoma. What did they do?
0: Wow. What did they do? They uh, I couldn't tell you. The Pac-12 refs screwed them.
1: I think they won the national championship, didn't they?
0: I think it was the second season.
1: Okay. It's going to be like Bob Stoops' second. That was like 97 or something. Yes. That was a long time ago. But anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be the honeymoon is not gonna to have to be short lived because he's just gonna dominate. Awesome!
2: Hey, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah I'll completely take it. Compelled. No, trust me, I'll take it. I'll, I, I have, have no issues be... with that statement at all. Happy Scott, to be wrong. Scott is our north star. Oh, this I song. am We're your north star. Follow that's right. north Scott. All right, that's right. all right, well, everybody, hey, what do you say? Game day, game week, let's do it. We will be back with a post. Victory over North Carolina podcast, right. either Sunday or Monday, yeah.
1: whenever we tape it. But otherwise, it'll be me and Will because Tony Tony won't be allowed.
0: No, I'll, he, I'll I'll be you on. You picked I'll against us. It's it'll be fine. fine. I know. You know what? We win. I'll take it. Right. It's game week, guys. So, like I said, two words, right? Two simple words. Go dogs.
1: Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to join our college football pick'em contest. You need to do it right now because there are Thursday night games on our college football pick'em contest site. So to maximize your chances to beat all of us, you can go to the Georgia Sports blog and follow the link or check out funofficepools.com, and you'll see the Waitin' Since Last Saturday link on the front page of their website. It is free to enter, and I'm sure we'll have a nice prize for the winner at the end of the season. That's it. Please check us out on Twitter at WSLS Podcasts, and you can subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. Uh, Those are always very much appreciated. Enjoy sitting back and watching all of the games this holiday weekend. Stay safe in your travels, and go dogs! Make sure to check back Monday to hear our post-game thoughts on the Georgia game, and we'll see you on campus next weekend. Take care.